for being our guest today. Amen. And uh, Matthew chapter number 6. Matthew chapter number 6. Matthew chapter number 6, page 1003. If you find your place, say amen. amen. One verse. We'll look at verse 33, but let me, let me share with you how our world would write this. How a lot of Christians would say this. But then we want to look and see how God said it. The world would read it this way. But seek ye first these things. Then shall the kingdom of God and His righteousness be added to it. Let me read that again. The world... And many, many Christians would write this and read this this way. But seek ye first these things. And then the kingdom of God and His righteousness shall be added unto them. But God said this way. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. It's just one verse. Let's read it together. Ready? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. With the help of God, I want to preach on first things first. First things first. I wanted to almost entitle this Take time to realign yourself for the new year. Because literally, this verse will do exactly that for you. Let's go to the throne of grace and ask the Lord to help us here this morning. I'm going to ask Andrew, if you would, lead us to the throne of grace. Amen. You may be seated. May I just as a beginning note and perhaps to lay a foundation, be very clear that God did not say that it was wrong to have these things. Nor did He say He minded us having these things. As a matter of fact... He so desires to give you all these things according to the Word of God. But here is the truth. And that is, where's the priority that we place these things? This morning, if these things was your priority, 
And if you didn't get those things, you fill in the blank, then you're probably very discouraged and very dissatisfied. Maybe even angry. If you did get those things that you desire, those things that you were seeking for, I promise you in a few days, it'll grow old, the newness will wear off of it, and in a lot of cases, you can buy what you paid 20 bucks for for a quarter in the yard sale in a few months. The reality is that these things have never brought the satisfaction that the world promotes them to bring. I was thinking as I prepared this message, how many of you remember Tickle Me Elmo, the tickle, the, the stupid people paid four and five thousand dollars for them and you know I hope you wasn't an idiot and done something like that. But anyway, uh I in amazing I, I seen one not long ago at, at some place and they had seventy five cent on it and I thought as I looked at that thing, wow, people had just waited, they could have saved a whole lot of money. Now Tickle Me Elmo is no longer popular and it's something else and Guess what? Next year will be something else. And again, don't miss what I'm saying this morning. I, it's not about these things. I'm not here to bash these things and those gifts and why I pray that you've gotten. I'm sorry, Jimmy, you didn't get what you wanted. Amen. The truth of the matter is, though, it doesn't start with these things. What it starts, and this is not about gifts, it's not about a tree, it's not about what you will open today. But it is about what resides in our hearts. This morning, may I ask you a question? What is the priority in your heart? You say, but preacher, uh, is it, you know, I, I don't want a lot of things. It's not about these things at all. It is about the priority in our hearts. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The constructive power of right priorities can take an ordinary life, even a dull ordinary life, and turn it into an extraordinary adventure. But the destructive power of misplaced priorities can take a brilliant life and shatter it into a thousand pieces. Our world has a lot of warped priorities. It's amazing. We had a, a dear man here and kept getting on his truck so he shot the cat and I don't think he should have shot the cat but he did and literally he got a felon but a block down the road they can kill a baby and in many cases the world applauds it something wrong about that picture isn't there well, this great adventure called life places for us hundreds and thousands of possibilities. 
Some are bad and many are good. And a few are the very best. This morning, what priority takes place in your life? A very successful author wrote about priorities and he is a very key speaker. And if I told you his name, many of you have heard of him or seen a book with his name on it. He asked three questions. What do you want to accomplish? What do you want to experience? And what possessions do you want to acquire? He goes on and he talks about the different focuses and priorities in different areas of life. Work, finances, health, relationships, and so on. But in the midst of all that he talked about, there was not one word mentioned about God anywhere. And the Bible says, For what shall it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What would a man give in exchange for his soul? Wow. Jesus said it in really just one verse. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. All these things Jesus knew was important to you and I. He understood that you and I live in a world where many times we need these things. He understood that in our very humanistic, our very Adamic nature, we, we desire those things. And yet, he says you got your priorities all wrong. The way you're going about to get them is all backwards. This morning, as many, many people, and I am thrilled you're here. I'm thrilled you're here. And the, but the reality is, for many, the priorities is so out of kilter. But what the Lord is saying here goes beyond what we want or what we need. It goes beyond what's important. It goes beyond what's temporary to what is eternal. Well, there's a world of self-help speakers that make millions of talking heads that make millions of dollars trying to help us to motivate us and all kinds of prescriptions. Isn't it amazing? God in His great mercy his great mercy. Just give us one verse. Just one verse. Three things and I'll be done. Number one, I see in this verse. A desire for God. But seek ye first. There's the ideal of connecting. The very first two words that Jesus gives are crucial They're an absolute must if your priorities are right. But seek you first. Have the ideal of what's going to be priority. In the Word of God, there is a young rich man that came to Jesus and said, Good Master, what must I do? To have eternal life. Jesus said, you know the law, and thou shalt not do this, and thou shalt not do that. He said, oh yeah. He said, I've kept all of them from my youth up. Then Jesus does something he wasn't expecting. 
He said, go sell all that you have, give it to the poor, take up your cross, and follow me. And the Bible says he went away sorrowful because he had great possessions. Later on, we find in the Word of God, there's again talking about a rich man. And he planted his fields, and he had a bumper crop. And he said, so, why don't you eat and drink and be merry? And I'll turn down my barns, and I'll build bigger barns, and I'll have it made. But that night, the Bible says, the Lord said, thou fool. Thou fool, tonight thy soul will be required of thee. Then whose will all of this stuff that you're building up, whose will it be? Later on in Luke 16, he's talking about the rich man who lived, who lived in great, great luxury every day, but as a poor beggar by the gate by the name of Lazarus. He's begging for just a crumb of bread. And they both die and inhaled. The rich man lifted up his eyes, being in torment. And all of his wealth and all of his money and all that he had could not buy him one drop of water. Many believe that, is, that all three of those are the same man at different stages of life. Here this morning, do you have a desire for God? Has the ideal of connecting? The word seek means to strive for diligently, to, to desire extremely strongly. It has, it's a continuous word. It means to keep striving, to, to keep seeking, to keep desiring on a daily basis. I'm going to show you, I, you this, what, these two words can give you Christmas every day of the year. Seek ye. First, the kingdom of God. Seek you first. Has the ideal that we should always be asking, Lord, Lord, what, what do you want me to seek? Is, seek His kingdom and His righteousness. And the number one priority in our lives today is to seek God's kingdom and God's righteousness. Then, God said, I'll gladly give you all these things. I wonder this morning, are you sideways over these things? Has your speech about, about these things? Maybe you need to be reminded this morning, it's not about these things. I hate to hurt your feelings, it's really not about you, nor is it about me. But it is about seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. You understand how powerful this is? Do you understand this morning what it is the difference between you enjoying this day or being miserable this day? It is the difference that will transform your marriage. It is the difference that will transform your work. It will transform your finances. But you say, but what? Plus, you don't understand. I wasn't treated right. Oh, it ain't about how you're treated. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and it, it's how you're treating Him. It's really all about Him. We hadn't done it yet. 
We should have done sung happy birthday to Jesus. After all, it's his birthday. Ain't that right? Man, it's going to mess up the devil. Well, Joey, strike us a, a verse of happy birthday. Everybody sing. Amen. You pay for Brother Joey. He's worn out. He worked all day yesterday. Amen. All right. Let's sing. Be birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you. King David understood that. My voice shall thy hear in the morning, O Lord, and in the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and will look up. The greatest king, Jesus, understood that, and in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place, and there prayed. In order to seek the kingdom, you guys begin first, because the kingdom is only as great as the king that's in it. First priority of our life, ought to be to seek the king of the kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. If you seek his kingdom, you've got to seek the king. The white house is just a house that happens to be painted white. What makes the white house what it is, is the president that abides in it. What makes the kingdom of God so great is not the kingdom but he's the king that abides in it. This morning, the first priority of our life should be the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I'm not trying to be legalistic here. I'm really not. I'm not even trying to tell you how to run your life. I'm really not. I, I guarantee you one thing, though. This morning, it will take this simple one verse and apply it to our life. What it will do, it will connect you to God. And in connecting to Him, He'll make your days better. He'll make your world better. He'll make everything about your life better because you're connected to Him. But seek ye first the kingdom of God in His righteousness. Second, when we desire for God, we connect. Then there's direction from God. Control. Wow. Well, that's a big one, isn't it? That's a big one. Most of our attitude is, God, you tell me what you want to do, and I'll decide if I'm going to do it. I'm I'm in control here, and I'll decide if that's what I'm going to do. Truth of the matter is, God said, I want you to give me control. I want total control. Uh, you love this illustration, and it and it works. When our girls was no, I guess. Well, I started with my girls. I think. I don't know. I was pretty scared of their driving. I do know I did this with Elijah. But when the kids was little, I'd get on our road and I would let them slide up underneath me. Who was that? Was that was that the girls or Elijah? And I would put Elijah in my lap, and I'd say, okay, Elijah, you get to drive into the house. 
But don't miss this. Down at the bottom of the steering wheel, I had my hand on it. And once in a while, he'd say, turn, turn, I'll, I'll drive, I'll drive. Till he started running toward the ditch. I'm not so sure we still don't need somebody holding us to stick at the bottom. Anyway, truth of the matter was, he thought he was driving. But the truth is, he really wasn't driving. I was driving. This morning, the truth is, who's driving your world? Who's driving your life? Hey, hey, sir! Do you think you're driving your life? Do you really think you are? Yeah, preacher, I'm driving my life. He may let you drive for a while, but when you run in the ditches, when you run over the cliff, whenever you find yourself in a mess, more times than you can get out of, you may want to realize that God's got a direction for your life. He really wants to control. You read your Bible... Don't, don't miss this. And, I, and I'm not against this. Please don't, don't miss this. I'm not against this. Somebody's going to leave saying, Preacher, don't like this. I, I like this. But if you read your Bible and you get the fuzzies and, and that's all you get, I'm going to tell you something. You're a very shallow Christian. Because real, real mature Christianity is not about a feeling. It is about God controlling your life. And I don't know about you, but sometimes he don't tell me where we're going. Now, would the God he tell me where we're going? I wish to God he'd tell me how we're going to get there and the direction we're going to go. But the truth of the matter is, he doesn't do that. He just says, you just keep on this same path. When we need to make a turn, I'll let you know. As the idea of his concern, you will seek first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, His will. The ideal of kingdom is a king who rules and reigns. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing? We want a God to take us to heaven. Here's what we want. We want a God that will take us to heaven when we die. Nobody, I've never met anybody that said, Preacher, I just tell you what's the truth. I won't die and go to hell when I die. I've never met a person there. I want to die, I want to go there, I want a, I want a king that will take me to heaven when I die, but I don't want a king to tell me what to do. I don't want a king to tell me to do right. I don't want a king that will, that will, that will instruct me the way God's word instructs. I, I don't want that kind of king. As a matter of fact, I want a king that will let me do anything I want to do, any way I want to do it, but take me to heaven when I die and bless me and answer my prayers, take care of me, but I don't want any accountability. I don't want, I don't want anybody looking over my shoulder. I, I don't want God reading my Facebook page. And I don't know, I don't have Facebook, so don't look at me. I don't know what your, the only Facebook I'm, I've got is just, I'm trying to put this face in this book. That's what I'm trying to do. That's it. That's the extent of it. But you may not want God reading your Facebook. 
Because the truth of the matter is, what you're saying is, God, I don't want you controlling my life. Or does he have first place? His control you will seek first. Number two, his control you will surrender to. As king, he'll be seeking for the glory of the king. He'll be seeking for the guidance of the king. He'll be seeking for the government of the king. You'll be controlled by the king. You'll be ruled by the king. And the king will have say so. But wait a minute. When I get to go after what I want. Why? I want. When I get to do that. Well, when you decide that whatever the king wants in your life, then you'll always get what you want. You say, really? Yeah. Because when you desire what the king wants, his desires will become your desires. I dare not ask this on a Christmas Sunday morning. I, I would never ask. I don't want you, please don't raise a hand. I would never ask how many of you wanted to come to church this morning. Because I might get my feelings hurt. Because half of you might raise your hand. I didn't want to come. Truth of the matter is, I wanted to come this morning. Because the desires of the king will become your desires. And you'll get all those things. Boy, I tell you what's the truth. This, this kind of Christianity is a battle sometimes. Because when God controls over your life, the word, now young people, I, I know it's just going to be a hard one. Are you listening? All of our young people pay attention. You're not going to like this word. No! Isn't it amazing? We like a, yes God! But isn't it amazing? We don't want that same God saying, no to us. We don't like a no God. All these young people, can I go somewhere? Yes. Can I have some money? Yes. Can I have the car? Yes. Can I have the house? Yes. They love yes. But when you say, can I have some money? No. They go into a thing and act like a two-year-old. Kicking and screaming in the, in the floor. You ever seen two y'all kicking and screaming in the floor? I've seen teenagers act like that. They'll be ashamed of themselves. You know why? Because they say, I don't want to be told no. But here's the difference. And I want you to get this. It's the difference between eating bologna or steak. Amen. Somebody's a listening. Probably never heard nothing else I said. But I heard that. Isn't it amazing how many people eat the baloney of this world when they get out the steak of God and they eat baloney because they're just not willing to put God first. Oh, don't, don't miss this. Don't miss this. I did say the Lord. I didn't say that thing I did. You realize there's some things I'm not going to do folks want me to do. 
You say, oh, I'll preach a revival meeting and this is for me and Miss Steins. This is not for you. You don't have to agree with it. My children don't agree with this all totally, I don't think. And uh, they can be wrong if they want to. It's okay. But years ago, I decided I don't need restaurants where they serve alcohol. And a preacher friend, I done a revival. He said, boy, I'm going to preach real day in the sagebrush. I said, I'm sorry, sir. I can't go. And he said, Why? I said, because we just don't eat where they serve alcohol. He, he was all to pieces. He's all to pieces. And I'm sorry he's all to pieces. But years ago, God put that in our hearts. And I'll be honest with you, him being all to pieces or God being honored, God's going to get honored. He'll just have to get over it. I want you to understand this morning, many times... We substitute good things for the best things. In other words, we substitute the best things for good things. God gives us, we get good. But the truth is, God wants us to have His best. And we substitute those things. There's a desire for God connect. There's a direction from God control. Then there's the display of God character. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. The Bible says our, the very best to every one of us, if you're here this morning saved by the grace of God, the Bible says the very best you will ever muster up is filthy rags. Now, I'm not trying to make you sick before lunch. But that term filthy rags was they would take an old rag in a leper colony, and they would nail it to the top of a post. So when the leper caught, the lepers come by, they could wipe their fingers and their face with their hands, and he would be filled with body parts that would fall off and rotten. And the Bible says the very best men you can muster up is like that filthy rag. But here's what he said. If you seek first my kingdom and my righteousness... He said, then you'll display my character. You'll display who I am. Isn't it amazing? When you have a desire, the right direction, you determine that you want to serve Him to have first place, but seek you first, His kingdom. You do those things, then the third one just falls right in line. It's not hard. When you seek God first, privately, people will see God in you publicly. You can't hide it. And if there's anything this world needs to see, I'm going to tell you how you'll win that lost husband. I'm going to tell you how you'll win that lost wife. I'll tell you how you'll win your lost children. Here's how you do it. Seek you first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And you display that. Quit your nagging. Quit your trying to drive them. Just display it. Just display it. And what you'll do by your actions, by you putting God first, there'll come a time when they say, listen, what is it you have? What is it that you have? 
dear lady, her husband would come in the midnight hour and he'd get her out of bed and he'd bring his drunk friends and he would demand that she fix him breakfast. She'd get up and I know some of you ladies say, bless God, I'd kill him on the spot. She'd get up, she'd fix gravy and eggs and bacon and I mean biscuits and the whole night. I mean, she'd fix everything. She'd put it on the table and they'd come stagger to the table. She said, behold it, stop. Before anybody eats, I'm going to pray. And she'd start praying God saved her soul and she'd weep over that table and she'd weep over them. And boy, that thing was over with. Every single one of them got saved by the grace of God and over half of them become preachers and they said, they said it was because of that dear old woman getting up and not saying a word but her praying and they never got over it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. We're not going to make a difference in our world till they see a difference in you and I. Some of you that say that you're saved by the grace of God, but your speech has not changed, your actions has not changed, you're as rebellious as you've always been, you are lying to yourself, and you'll doom your soul to hell one day. Playing the game. Playing the game. Because truth is, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You don't know Him. You may have made some kind of profession, but nothing in your life says that you know Him. Seek you first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things should be added unto you. See, when God's not first, you worry and you worry. That's the reason why I know a whole lot of folks here this morning. God's not priority. You know why? You worry too much. You're too fearful. You worry about this. You worry about that. Your speech betrays you. You're worried about everything coming and going. You're worried about a job. You're worried about everything in the world. And and the truth of the matter is, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Melvina Dean was the last survivor of the Titanic. She was a baby when they put her in the lifeboat. And later on, she related the stories of the great sinking of that monumental ship. She said that there was a woman that got on the lifeboat and As she stepped over into it, she was a woman of great means. And uh, she said, Sir, I've got something priceless in my cabin. Can I go get it? They said, we'll give you three minutes. And after three minutes, we'll lower it and you'll be left behind. She ran as quickly as she could. She passed up all the money, several thousand dollars in her room. She passed up all the jewels in her room. She passed up all the clothes.
closed inner room. And on a shelf was three small oranges. And she got those three small oranges and run back to the lifeboat. All of a sudden, when the ship was sinking, what was important was three small oranges. I want to be really careful here now. It's been on my heart all week long. Many of you that are complaining, I don't know who's complaining, who ain't. Ain't in a real good word, is it? But you get the message. But this morning, those of you ladies that are complaining about a husband, won't you slip in beside those that don't have one? I wouldn't embarrass her for nothing in the world, but Miss Shirley, would you love to have Tony back? What if he complained all the time? She'd take him back complaining if she could just have him back. There's all over this church, Miss Linda. Think what Miss Linda would do to have Jimmy back this morning. I wonder about others that would just, what would they do? Tell who they love beside them. So I'm going to ask you a question. Tell me again, what was you complained about? Because it only displays what's important and what's not. And every choice we make, every decision we make, determines the priorities that we place in our life. Elizabeth Elliot made this statement. The will of God is not something you add to your life. It is a course you choose. You either line yourself up with the Son of God or you follow the principles which govern the rest of the world. You will read this this way or this way. And seek ye first these things. And then we'll add the kingdom of God and His righteousness to them. God's an add-on. If I have time, if nothing else comes up, if nothing else takes place, or you'll read it this way, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, then all these things shall be added to you. It's all standing to your feet. Every head bowed, every eye closed. This morning, are you saved? Do you know Christ?